sad news today in the Trash Future basement um, that our petition to replace the statue of Winston Churchill with Eva Zero One, the purple robot from Evangelion. And I know that there's people right now who are mad that I called it a robot. It's not a robot. It's more of a... Uh, it's, it's so much more than a robot. It is so much more than a robot, actually. It's kind of a mixture of, you know, um, sentient ancient beings uh, that are just enhanced by Mecha. It represents so like much more. Like most of the columnists at The Spectator. Hmm. I feel like, we, we, you know, when I set this petition up, I felt that we were a country that was too locked in the past, too stuck in our old ways. And if we are going to really progress with Brexit, then we need to be looking at the future. We need to be looking at progress mm -hmm. and what we could become and what better, you know, what better outcome is there that we can be than part of a giant apocalyptic machine. Um, and that's where I felt that the statue of Churchill had to be re replaced with an Evangelion anyway. You should have pitched it as an Evangelion manufactured by Dyson. What I did say was that I was willing to compromise and that if we were to build the Evangelion on Parliament Square, we would also put a giant poppy on its, <laughs> on its, on its plate to honour the fallen, our, mm. our boys, our soldiers, our troops. Anyway, I get this email today from petitions at parliament.uk, which is the official, like, you know, they're the ones who decide what decides what shit goes UK down. Official. <laughs> Here we say, they say, Dear Hussein Kizvani, we rejected the petition that you created, quote, replace the statue of Winston Churchill in Parliament Square with an Evangelion. It's offensive, nonsense, a joke, or an advert. <laughs> <laughs> we're not quite sure. We're not quite sure about the latter. We podcast. We think that you're probably joking. <laughs> that's the, like tag yourselves. I'm no, an advert. Sir, I am not joking. <laughs> it's you that's joking. In any case, the UK government and Parliament aren't responsible for the statues in Parliament Square. Who the so, fuck is the deep state? Uh, uh, so I'm not sure whether they're angry that I sent it. I'm not sure whether they're angry that I sent it to the wrong department in a very kind of British civil service like way, or they're genuinely just angry with this proposition. But anyway, as far as we know, the legal channels in which we so can... basically the response you got was, Sir, this is a Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> well, Wendy's has no power over the statue. Wendy's has no power over it. We understand your concerns, but we cannot do Sir, anything about the statue. Wimpy Burger can't decide what statues are on Parliament Square. We've, uh, we've said this many oh, times. We still need to do a podcast live from the we Wimpy Burger. We do it from the Wimpy Burger. We do it from the Wimpy Burger. Um, so, as far as we know, legal channels to replace the Winston Churchill statue with an Evangelion are now blocked and we will have to form a rogue pressure group in order to achieve this goal which is free speech a so action I mean mm. we're just going to blockade the place like Extinction Rebellion Oh my god, do you think that the Wimpy Burger on Watney Market would let us do a live show there and like everyone who comes gets a Wimpy Burger? I think they absolutely would. Yeah. I think they absolutely would. If not, then there's a, wimp there's a big Wimpy in Woolwich, which is where I live, and I will ask them whether they we could do a live show from that. See, I was just excited that we were going to form the provisional Weaboos and just start fucking <laughs> begin a t campaign of terror until they acknowledge our request. But you know what? <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe maybe we'll just have to get build 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 an Evangelion in Wimpy Burger. <laughs> Sir, do not make me put on my dungarees. You will not like me when I put well, on my Well, dungarees. the next step, the next step is to build the Evangelion statue in Watney Market. Yes, right. So that's where we <laughs> have to go. Just to. immediately splitting and denouncing that as as incrementalism. 
<laughs> I'm, I, I'm the real weeaboos, and you're just like the provisional weeaboos. And, that the, is, and that's how he got into the Uwu Wars. You're the yeah. Japanese Maoist faction who murdered the majority of their own faction <laughs> because they weren't revolutionary enough. <laughs> Well, hello, and welcome to this another uh, Riley Free edition of Trash Future. It's that same great Trash Future taste, but 0% Riley. <laughs> um, calorie free, sugar just, free. Just on the sugar tax, mm. but for podcasters. <laughs> I mean, there was definitely, there was definitely like a lot of people definitely noticed that Riley wasn't around when the last show that we yeah. did. Was but also, I think it's important that I wasn't there either because yeah. I ran the one episode that hadn't had Riley on it before mm. where we like researched it, we did the notes, everything like that. And instead, yeah. you guys just, the cats were away and the fucking mice were just in here recording a podcast. <laughs> exactly. You know, doing their little mice shit, running around. Not you weren't even sure whether it was recording. I mean, look, no. we... We receive hundreds of letters every week that they're like, I love Trash Future and I love Riley. But the trouble is that, you know, all of the horniness and Canadian wine <laughs> stuff, it's bad for my arteries. I can't have it anymore. My wife says so. So this is basically the Jamie, the post Jamie Oliver version of Trash Future. We've taken out all the salt, yeah. replaced yes. the sugar with this artificial sweetener. It's it's not good. <laughs> no one pretends to like <laughs> yeah. it, but it's all you can fucking no, get. No, no, you, no, you, no, will, like, you will be able to like hear the podcast for several minutes after it finishes. <laughs> no, no. So tra trash future without you and Riley is like Diet Coke, right? In the sense that Diet Coke sucks. It tastes like nothing. Um, it's literally just like weird fizzy water. But you've become accustomed to it to the point where you think you Hussain like it. is now the advert portion of the podcast. We're all we're all just addicted to it. Like it's more just like it's shit. But I need it to survive, and I feel like that's what Riley Free Trash Future is. Mm. So then, what is Riley Free? But with Nate Trash Future. Uh, Crystal the Pepsi. Yeah. <laughs> As the one person in this room who's probably actually had Crystal Pepsi, why would you Why would you impugn me like that? Crystal Pepsi the Midwest, looks... Wouldn't you have had Crystal Meth? Crystal Pepsi. Well, no, I didn't live in the Midwest during the very brief period of Crystal Pepsi being around. I lived in mm. fucking New Mexico. So, uh, I mean, okay. Crystal Meth would be an upgrade. I don't even know. I, I think people were just licking frogs to get high when I, I was a kid. I just like the concept, yeah. of, I, I just like the concept of Crystal Pepsi and the amount of chemicals that was put in that brew just mm. to make it clear for like no reason whatsoever yeah. right damn <laughs> but it's, it's the one good trump tweet it's the uh coke and diet coke want to criticize me that's okay i'll keep drinking that garbage <laughs> <laughs> that is that is man's condition under late capitalism and i kind of cherish yeah, it that's what we like to see um yeah. So, uh, okay. Anyway, uh, I was asked. I was asked up top by our, our glorious leader, the the Canadian of whom we do not speak, um, to do some to do some plugs. Um, that's right, bitches. We're doing plugs up top now. You can't skip the plugs because otherwise you might miss some content. Um, <laughs> so, uh, first of all, uh, Trash Future live at the Fringe on the tenth of August. There are tickets on sale for that. Please buy them. Please come to the show. Come join us. We've already sold quite a few. Why not buy them before they run out? Um, also, I'm very pleased to announce, we've sort of announced this on Twitter, but I don't think we've actually announced it on the podcast, that um, we're doing a live Trash Future at The World Transformed in Brighton in September, which is like circa the 25th of September. I'm not sure exactly what day it is that we're on, but um, yeah, so look out for that shit. Also, we're still selling Trash Future t-shirts. Um, we've got about like 
40, 35 of them left. So if you would like a really cool Trash Future What If Your Phone Was The Cops t-shirt, send an email to trashfuturepodcast at gmail.com with uh, your size, whether or not you're a Patreon subscriber and your address, and we will hook you up. You also critically forgot that before The Fringe, there's actually a show in Birmingham on the 8th of August. So mm. the links will be in the, in the description. You'll see a link to purchase tickets for that, as well as The Fringe tickets, as well as uh, where you can purchase tickets for the World Transform Festival itself. So mm. just look at the show notes. Uh, don't ignore them, you swine. Buy tickets. Please come see us. <laughs> ignore them. You tried to dom them into buying the t-shirts. You hogs. <laughs> Buy the fucking tickets, you hogs. You know you want the, the tickets, you hogs. You, you consume your swill and be glad of it. I just recall, um, I just remember Milo at one of our live shows where people kind of groaned at one of his jokes. Either it was too offensive or it was too, it was too dad joke. It was too like, real. It was too real, exactly. And his response was like, oh, don't even act like you don't like it, you hogs. And it's just like, <laughs> in that moment, I was like, yes, I'm in the right company. Milo will dom our audience. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just oh, yeah. love the idea of trying to sell a t-shirt in an exclusively audio medium. So we'll just kind of mm. describe it to you. Oh, like an M&S adverb on yes. the radio. <laughs> mm. um, oh, also, one more plug. Um, this very week on Thursday, the 18th of July, I'm doing a preview of my Edinburgh show. It's the second to last preview that I'll be doing. Uh, it's at the Star of Kings, and Chloe Petz is supporting me, who's uh, very cool as well. So please come and see that, because I really need people to see it, because otherwise, if you don't see it, I won't know if it's funny or not. Um, good. Great. Okay. Guys, are we ready to start the goddamn podcast? Mm. Yeah. I mean, mm. hey, you know what? Normally it, it takes me at least 10 minutes to get out of bed in the morning. So why not take yeah. 10? In true dad form, also apply that rule to everything else in my I life. Think, I think Riley just went away uh, to like spy us because now I have to see how like annoying it is actually driving the podcast because yeah. backseat driving it is so much more fun. <laughs> like just constantly being a force of to, chaos is so much more enjoyable. You have to do the segues now, which is that's your divine punishment. And the interruptions annoy you. Yeah, I have to see like, gee, gee, guys, wouldn't it be great if we discussed this content? <laughs> oh boy, have Just any do- of you heard about yeah. Canadian wine? <laughs> <laughs> I heard that there are some microclimates in and around the Lake Niagara region that produce exceptional white grapes. Yeah, <laughs> and there's very, there's very good like uh, short uh, single engine plane flights between Toronto <laughs> and that region. Um, and that's a real trash user deep cut right there. Uh, that is not a Jeffrey Epstein flight. Um, okay, so I have got for us in very Riley Quinn style a startup. Um, Ooh, love a startup. I know. The startup is called Five Through. Does anyone mm. want to have a guess at what that is? So it's a drive-through, but it in some way that makes it more tech. Oh, I know what it is. I remember you talking about it, so I will not spoil it. It'll just be you, Damn. Alice, and Hussein. Wait, what's it called? Alice, you're extremely close. It is. A, it is a drive-through. Fuck. What's it called? Five, five through. through. Oh, so it's a drive-through, but five guys can go through it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's a very business-focused drive-through. <laughs> Um, okay, I'll I'll give you I'll give you the first the first quote. Five throughs enhanced AI technology gives blank, but you've already guessed drive throughs a new way to leverage technology that uniquely profiles blank. Did they say technology and technology twice in one sentence? Uh, yep. You love to see it. So it, okay, it, so it's like it's an immigration detention center. Yes, but it operates that was as what a I was thinking because th- that Amazing. word "profiles" is a little bit too aggressive. <laughs> just a drone, just targeting you and your Crunchwrap Supreme. Yeah, it's a it's a prison, but like the entrance of it looks like an in and out. Yeah, <laughs> it's um, just in. <laughs> 
sadly, the blank there is customers. <laughs> but it could still be racially profiling the customers. Let's I read mean, on. yeah, that is mm. that is what people be doing, right? Um, okay, so so basically, it, it, it's a it's a drive through that they have facial recognition and they determine what race you are, and then they make a racial stereotype based on what they think you're going to order. <laughs> it assigns you uh, a particular spectator article to read. Serve drive through food, but racistly somehow. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, so first, a camera at the drive through scans the driver's license plate to initiate a customer profile. Second, a screen inside the establishment pops up a profile of the customer showing past blank. Oh, I would assume past orders, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then um, I was if, hoping, if you... I was hoping you were going to guess something like sexual indiscretions. <laughs> well, um, I, I, I'm just still stuck on this, like, coercive state thing where I have to imagine that if you've ever ordered anything halal, you just get rooted into the detention camp. <laughs> <laughs> you get taken aside for a routine cavity search. Well, I mean, yeah. but is, in a way, if it's going to suggest stuff based on your past orders, it seems like another opportunity for them to dom you in some capacity. Just be like, why don't you have another Big Mac, you fucking slob? It's like, <laughs> but, but, but maybe today... You love it, you hawks. <laughs> maybe today I want to I want to turn over a new leaf and order a salad instead. It's just like... No, I, I can't even make a joke. At you. Yeah. No, it's just it's just it, it, it believes in, in total nominative determinism. It's like, nope, you're gonna eat that fucking Big Mac. We mm-hmm. know you have no power over your life. Oh, you become uh you become our uh, our tampon correspondent, Kirsty Hole. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a brief digression, but this week I just got I got a promoted ad on Twitter for um the new BMW X seven, which is hilarious because I have like no money. Um, and that is like the most expensive car they make. <laughs> and then, um, and it was like, take a tour of the new BMW X7 with our product genius, Steve Smart. And I'm like, am I the only person who thinks this is the dumbest shit I've ever heard? <laughs> and then I, t- I tweeted it. And then someone replied to me and was like, I saw this sponsored ad earlier and I raise you. And it was like, um, this new video on how to use a tampon with our correspondent, Kirsty Hole. <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of weird end of Twitter where you start blocking every promoted tweet and you just get mm. the really strange ones. <laughs> They're like the wish.com promoted tweets. Yeah. Or like Do the you foreign need the small medieval torture equipment for if your you, toenails? If you, if, you, if you block big brands, especially if you go to not metropolitan areas, you start to get some really weird promoted tweets. Like I remember mm. I blocked some big brands. Morning mums in your area. I went, I went to Hawaii and a guy was was t- paying to promote his own tweets that were sort of like... Oh, that's the good one. Along the lines of like eco- like e- ecological concern. But the best way I could describe them is like, imagine if you got if you got too stoned to fucking remember your name and tried to write Jamiroquai lyrics. That's what this guy was doing. <laughs> These were the tweets he was paying to promote. And I was just like, well, uh, why would you do that? Promoting but- promoting your own tweets is just the way to express the same sentiments that you used to have to shout into traffic. I was going to say, like, <laughs> the, the, paying to promote your own tweets, but the tweets that you're promoting are related to how you're not getting a fair shake in family court. Now, that oh, is something... We should, we should promote tweets about the Evangelion. What, what if we... What if <laughs> we, we should. I mean, that would be kind of... Actually, wouldn't that be kind of an own? Think about this. What if... When you inevitably discover when someone is a detractor online, someone who doesn't have good taste in podcasts, mm-hmm. and they they have some dumb joke about you know or something along those lines, like they they want to they want to complain about Trash Future or any other podcast you like. Imagine if I mean I guess this isn't really an own because you have to spend money, but imagine if you found their most like divorced dad energy tweet and then paid to promote that. Ooh, that's a power like, move. They found out the next day that like you know all of a sudden a hundred thousand people had been like, why won't Sheila let me get the kids? Like they they'd, they'd, they'd <laughs> seen it. That'd be kind of amazing. Can you promote yeah. someone else's tweet without them knowing about it, though? I or, don't know. That's the you thing. You probably could if you QT'd it. 
Mm. Oh, good point. Yeah, just QT'd it lol. <laughs> yeah. Promoted it. Yeah, so, <laughs> so like so like the next development, you you can quote tweet someone's tweet, but the next development from from that is quote tweeting someone else's tweet and then adding a copyright restriction onto mm. that quote tweet. So then their tweet becomes yours. Ah. You know what we should do? We should do a Patreon stretch goal for if we get such and such amount of money. <laughs> Sucking we, our own dick. <laughs> yeah. no, we, we, will, we will pay to buy a promoted tweet of the Trash Future account just quoting James Dellingpole's still undeleted pictures of dogs having sex tweets. Just going, lol. <laughs> that would be amazing. We promote it to like a BBC The One Show level of audience. Yes. <laughs> One point no. five million. You just use use geo, like uh, postcode geo targeting and have it only display on Twitter users like within oh. the Westminster region. <laughs> <laughs> just very targeted Ooh. cyberbullying. That's my Ooh, new boy. startup. Yeah, that's my favorite kind of laser targeted cyberbullying. It's the sword drone, but for cyberbullying. <laughs> it's like, well, I mean, we got to spend the Patreon money on something. So, I mean, well, why don't like, we, we bought that all the mics. True. You can hear the improvements in the microphones. Mm. Now we have to make sure that every yeah. fucking sad-faced social media user or worse, mm. professional social media person working in Westminster has to read about pictures of dogs having sex. What a lot of people don't know is that actually um, Patreon imposes a Brewster's Millions type uh, <laughs> clause <laughs> on everyone who receives money. Right? Well, you have to spend it all in 24 hours. We've bought ridiculous things. How do you think we got an Elon Musk standing. <laughs> Just cases and cases of Canadian wine. <laughs> we have to pretend we like it, goddammit. <laughs> yes. um, okay, I'm going to read some more lines from this. Um, third, payments can be blank to accelerate service. I would assume automatic. Yeah. yeah. I'm at the point where I, I recognize, I, I haven't read all of it. Like, I remember you describing it to me. So at this point, I'm not spoiling it. Like, I'm guessing you can set it up so, like, you have, like, a a favorite order and like it orders it for you based on your it recognizing your uh, basically yeah. license plate in the drive and you can pay mm. using your license plate this is there and of course no one will use this technology for anything bad it won't no, happen of course um, not. i love it when we can do this at the porn drive through um <laughs> a so, thing that exists i'm sure yeah like part of me laughs at the idea the other part of me is like no i mean i'm, I'm from america i'm sure there's a porn drive through if you can think of it there is las vegas of it that's the rule mm. um so Additional offers are made to customers at different points in a sale. Suggestions are made at the customer greeting or after an order is placed. By increasing the relevance of suggestions to fit customers' buying choices over time, Fire Through boosts the upsell opportunity, creating high-ticket conversions. So they're basically using it so that McDonald's can like suggest a more expensive meal to you. <laughs> like, oh, have you considered the gold leaf, Big Mac? Yeah, I'm so old. I remember that this was done by a human, and it was the joke about like McDonald's employees that you just kind of dead-eyed said, "Would you like fries with that? Or, like, would you like a mm. lard? Would you like to supersize that?" And now we've just done the exact same shitty thing, but also for some reason it knows all of the food you've ever eaten and all of your bank details so we now have the new chinese dick sucking machine so would you like to make that a happy ending meal <laughs> <laughs> um so then I, I pulled this quote out of a vice article about it because it was like particularly cursed uh five through hasn't named any names but in an interview with wired mcdonald's ceo steve easterbrook mentioned what a name mentioned lpr as a way that well, i think means license plate recognition as a way that his restaurants could identify regulars and make personalized recommendations for them he says if customers are willing to identify themselves we can be even more useful to them because now we call up their favorites he said i think over time it's going to be important to demonstrate that we can offer value back for customers willing to open themselves up to us it's like fucking Scientology. <laughs> also, isn't the McDonald's menu like 20 different things? Tops. 
Yeah. How much of a like? How much of an advantage are you getting knowing precisely what kind of fucking burger you you want? Except as we discovered when you go to Slovenia, where they have like weird cursed items, like the like the cheesy Jane. <laughs> are you <laughs> like sure the that honest wasn't, Gerald wasn't one of the kind of fake brands that they do in China, like the fake Apple Store? I mean, I would say mm. I, I went to, we used a McDonald's kiosk in France in the train station, and it seemed like there was an alarmingly large amount of options available. So, I mean, some of those things were just like, Le burger du racism, <laughs> yeah. le racisme, or whatever, you know? Like, yeah, just every order just comes with a blackface you know they call a, cartoon. You know what they call a quarter pounder with cheese in France? <laughs> a racism with cheese, that's right, because of the racism. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, you know, just like British things will have like, you know, this meat is never, or American fast food places or like upmarket up burger places will be like, our meat is never treated with hormones. Our vegetables are never treated with GMOs or whatever the fuck. I can imagine a French version of that. A French version of that being like, our meat is never halal. It's absolutely (laughs) wrong. These burgers are made of fucking snakes and coyotes. (laughs) An elderly French man spits in every burger. Mm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they have a rabbi blessing all the food. <laughs> <laughs> well, so yeah, I guess license plate recognition. I guess the thing for me that freaks freaks me out about this stuff beyond the fact is it there's a certain kind of you might describe not quite like uncanny valley, but there's like the obvious weird sensation of how creepy this is and like how intrusive this is, and I feel as though this becoming normalized for something as banal as drive-through orders is a way in which it will then become normal in other things in the world like and Mm. that i just feel uh, on top of the extent to which it's like okay dumb brands are going to know what you want before you even know it like it just seems as though that's that's it it opens up it kind of gets you accustomed to the concept of everywhere Mm. you go you're constantly being assessed and it's like it's like having to steal a car to go to the porn drive-thru to keep anonymous (laughs) and i show up and i'm horrified by what comes up on the screen and i'm like damn i really need to stop stealing cars in the san francisco bay area damn damn you jeffrey i mean or maybe you could just to make it easy like you could just get custom license plates that just indicate what it is that you're you know you're going to use them most often for it's like you can just if you have a license plate this is hot and horny 69 you know for a fact that it's going to go to the porn store and you've got an order already <laughs> on tap like there's no reason for you to have to get some random combination of letters and well, that's, numbers that that's the elon musk approach is just having a, a fleet of teslas each with a separate number plate for like whatever <laughs> you want to order that day well, you know, in um in California, the heart emoji is an allowable number plate character. So you really? can, in California, you can legitimately get a number plate that's just eight hearts. <laughs> <laughs> but have, have you seen that one piece that was like the reasons why California DMV rejected yes. oh my God, plates? Yeah. They're so good. Well, my favorite is when people make up, uh, you know, like really dumb semi like fake personal stories about yeah, why this completely obvious like rude thing yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I was actually born in 1969 and uh yeah on on the 42nd of the 0th month and that's why my number plate should be 69420 like, oh my brother dared me to eat a cardboard box when we were 7 and he died it feels really bad like I just to remember him and honor his memory um that's why I need box eater as my license plate <laughs> 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 Don't box me 
<laughs> I mean, like you joke, but uh, my my ex girlfriend's brother, who lives in California, who's very tall, literally on his on his Toyota Prius station wagon had the number plate six foot seven guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's just a tw- like twenty two. No sh- irony. Zero irony. Thing. This is the largest automobile I could afford. You know, literally, the reason why he has a Prius station wagon is because he doesn't fit in the regular Prius because it's not tall enough. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's basically my take is that, like, this stuff is dumb, but this plus the fact that, you know, you see some talk of states adopting digital license plates. Um, and mm-hmm. all the things that that opens up, like it just freaks me out because once it, 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 if this becomes something that people are comfortable with, like it obviously gets weirder and weirder yeah. as time goes well, on. Well, Riley not being here allows me to like pick my usual one of the things that he explains and misuse the term completely while he's screaming at the screen. <laughs> uh, so is this market Stalinism, where you're kind of watched over by the McDonald's thing? I, you know, I mean, I think that market Stalinism, as far as I understand it, is more to do with the extent to which you have no choice and no agency, and that supposedly well, this, this is that. Like, it w- it will profile you your food, right? Like, I, I guess if you want to talk about the sort of like the the surveillance state, like the worst excesses of the communist surveillance state as it exists, both in real life and as it existed in the imaginations of really angry people in the West, uh, becoming real, but it's McDonald's that's spying on you, <laughs> f- figuring out that actually you might be driving a different way home today, but you, deep down you really want a big and tasty. Like, mm. Maybe that's market Stalinism, maybe it's not, but it certainly None sounds insane. Yeah. And the only question is, is that the kind of big and tasty you can get at McDonald's or the kind you can get at the porn store? <laughs> <laughs> well, today I'm driving my discreet black Le- Lexus SUV that has hot and horny 69 on it. So oh, nice. obviously I'm going to the one place that recognizes that license plate. My, di- my discreet black plane. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> Just kind of accidentally getting a Big Mac at the porn store. Mm. Just a dude named <laughs> Big Mac. <laughs> You're too fat to masturbate. <laughs> For fuck's sake, you motherfucker. Um, uh, there has been, there has been though some more, some yet more cursed technology news this week. Um, as uh, Matt Hancock, oh Matt Hancock Holmes, please, our special boy. Lad. Yeah. Um, he, the health secretary himself, the most innovative boy to have ever lived. He wants you to access healthcare through drumroll, please, Amazon Alexa. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> he's just he's doomed to try his absolute best but only through the medium of ideas that a six-year-old would have this is he just, like, he just loves yeah. he just loves amazon prime he loves the idea that he can click mm. one button and like something will just show up at his house for the next yeah. day mm. he's like that eight-year-old that goes like i wish alexa was my mom <laughs> <laughs> he never says no <laughs> i'm just she always said it's vision. on your way I'm just haunted by the vision of like me having a heart attack and like clutching at my chest, clawing at the floor, and being like, "Alexa, play Despacito." <laughs> I was gonna say it's like Alexa, call the doctor. It's like somehow ma- manages to mangle that and determine that you want to hear "Happy" by Pharrell. And it's like, well, <laughs> oh, I mean, I am happy that I'm I'm gonna achieve the sweet release of death, but I would prefer <laughs> to have a doctor. No, it just starts calling you doctor, like Siri. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Alexa, Alexa, call nine one one. Here are some nine eleven documentaries you might enjoy. <laughs> Did you know that a bunch of people got emails telling them not to come to work that day? Alexa, yeah. it's like, <laughs> I might be dying, but my final my final wish is to know indisputably that Bush did nine eleven. <laughs> Alexa starts giving you anti-Semitic conspiracy theories <laughs> yeah. as you lay dying on your kitchen floor. Um. 
Well, anyway, so I've pulled this from a BBC article about it. Um, People will be able to get expert health advice using Amazon Alexa devices under a partnership with the NHS, the government has announced. From this week, the voice-assisted technology is automatically searching the official NHS website when UK users ask for health-related advice. Amazing. Mm. The government in England said it could reduce demand on the NHS. Privacy campaigners... (laughs) It loses the NHS, but will somehow reduce demand on the NHS. Um... (laughs) Privacy campaigners have raised data protection concerns, but Amazon say all information will be kept confidential. Oh, we love to do that. We love to keep all information confidential. Famously a thing that they're good at protecting. Yeah. I, for one, will certainly be trusting the company that puts its workers in cages. (laughs) (laughs) And just being able to, like, work at Amazon and get health advice for the ways in which Amazon is currently crippling you. Look, our workers are never going to tell anyone about your embarrassing medical history. They're not allowed to leave the building. (laughs) (laughs) Alexa, what are the effects of having to piss in a bottle for days on end? (laughs) And she just plays Despacito. She's instructed (laughs) to ignore that question. (laughs) I do do find it, you know, to be one of those, just like, the idea that that's all that's plaguing the NHS, that's Mm. the only problem, is that you can't use a fucking Alexa or, you know, a Google yeah. Home or some shit. Yeah. yeah. That's it. As not... As though A&E is just full of people who aren't actually ill. They're just people who were, like, trying to play Despacito <laughs> and they couldn't work out how to do it. <laughs> it's like, I hate it when I break my arm, but I have to wait in line in A&E because everyone in there is just uh, isn't able to get WebMD to come up on their phone. And so, like, they have to ask the question in person. It's the exactly. only place it's open. Well, like, also, the fury that doctors have of anyone Googling anything. I wonder how much mm. worse that's going to Bar be when it's Venezuela. Alexa. Yeah. <laughs> if you're just like, well, I think I have this... And they have to do the whole, well, actually, I went to school for seven years for this fucking thing, you peasants. You don't I'll know have anything. You know that I can tell you in exact medical detail what happens when you nut and she keeps sucking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I, well, I, it seems as if you the have... medical term for it is whack. Yeah. <laughs> have cummed and pissed and shitted and farted all at the same time. <laughs> That's the last thing you learn at medical school. <laughs> Once you're powerful enough. Yeah. And now they're just giving that information away to anyone who can use Alexa. It's scandalous. You're just walking into any just to ask the doctors, but sir, what does happen when the astronauts fart and piss and shit their pants? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, well, I'm glad you asked me, son, rather than Googling it. There's a lot of misinformation out there. Uh, just, just drawing the resources of the NHS down with dumbass medical questions. Alexa, why am I so good at sex? So I mean, like, I, I'm I'm interested then because like you guys have obviously had lifetimes worth of experiences with the uh, with the NHS. I've only had about a year's worth since I've been here, mm-hmm. almost a year now. Um, but my biggest complaint so far with the NHS, I mean, think my 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 treatment, the stuff I've received has been more or less fine. The biggest complaint I have is that you basically don't really know what's going on until something something changes in your case. Like mm. if you need something, you get a consultation, you might get a text, you might get a letter in the mail. You, if you need to ask the question, people don't necessarily volunteer information. It's hard to get an answer. Because you haven't got an Amazon Alexa, eh? They've not been but, telling but, but you. But the, the problem, that, the problem is, is less to do with, it's not, it's not that they need a, a sweet ass device that can, they can play Desposito at any moment. It's more that it seems that the systems aren't talking to one another or that people are just, they can't manage all of the information and all the different patients they've got. Well, because they, people. They, they all got like siloed off into separate different trusts and specializations and like various PFI schemes. Um, my upcoming getting your dick cut off surgery, for instance, is funded by NHS Scotland, but it's all done through a private healthcare provider. 
Yeah, I mean, huh, it, I, so looking at that stuff, like I keep thinking to myself, like the it's weird to me the extent to which people seem to believe that the solution is just an app that will somehow fix all the problems when the problems, in my opinion, uh, from what I've seen so far, are they're, they're the, like you said, Alice, they're siloed off, they're cut off from one another, and it just seems like no one, there are nowhere near enough people. And no one is particularly well paid. And as such, like it kind of reminds me of the Department of Veterans Affairs. Like the quality of care you get is is fine, but there are a lot of things that make the process more frustrating. And if they weren't, you know, having their budgets constantly fucked with by morons like Matt Hancock, this probably wouldn't be happening. Damn, it do be like well, that. I sometimes. don't know. We couldn't mm. possibly say, could we? I mean, with, oh, the causality is so opaque. I mean, sure, the, <laughs> there's been chronic underinvestment in the NHS, and during that time, the outcomes have gotten worse. But is that linked? I don't know. Maybe we just need an app or something. Alexa maybe just you need an Alexa that Despacito. can do different voices. <laughs> exactly. Maybe maybe we just need to play everyone Despacito <laughs> yeah. in every nanny in the country. Just Despacito. Wow, it's, it, it's like that one business thing of like the guy who wakes up every morning and shines like a bright light into his eyes to become more business or whatever. Just every morning you just get woken up by a mandatory blast of Despacito. So the, the, it says, under the partnership, Amazon's algorithm uses information from the NHS website to provide answers to questions such as, how do I treat a migraine? And what are the symptoms of chicken pox? Or do I have the Moorish consumption? Health Secretary Matt Hancock said it was right for the NHS to quote-unquote embrace technology in this way, predicting it would reduce pressure on our hard-working GPs and pharmacists. <laughs> Damn, well, we can't argue with that, can we? Mm. Um, he said, we want to empower every patient to take better control of their healthcare, he added, yes, by not seeking out medical help. <laughs> I feel so in control of my healthcare when I'm like waiting on a trolley that's had its wheels taken off. Exactly, because then it's no longer a trolley. Yeah, crucially thinking too. Um, well, and also like, <laughs> just like it's it's that thing where it's like you know, um, give a man a doctor and he'll be well for a day, but teach a man to perform surgery on himself, and then, <laughs> then you can make some efficiency savings. Yeah, just getting um, this big pair of scissors. <laughs> there are like there are there is actually genuinely like this subreddit of men who are trying, mostly oh, no. men who are trying to um. Actually, teach themselves how to do medicine by downloading loads of ebooks online about <laughs> how to do medicine. Jordan um, Peterson's Twelve Rules for Life being the basic one. Yeah, well, the idea being that obviously this is a symptom of like, well, healthcare is super like too expensive. So if I can kind of perform medicine on myself, then maybe it'll be cheaper. <laughs> I'll tell you something wow. that's, that's yeah. horrendous. That actually kind of ties this stuff together because Amazon is related, but I have seen reviews of antibiotic pill or antibiotic um, additives used for um, aquariums and fish care. Oh and yeah. People, people will write reviews on Amazon in kind of like a wink, wink, nudge, nudge way that you can take this when you can't afford antibiotics or can't afford to go to the doctor as like a human. And it's like my scare quotes, fish no longer have their sinus infections after taking this medicine, which I definitely didn't take. Like it's all basically meant to spell out that if you're broke and can't afford to go to a doctor and have an infection, you can order fish antibiotics off Amazon and take them and they'll work. When I have my Alexa play Despacito. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, my gills are healthy. There's no sign of infection. Although I do now have gills, which is weird, but whatever. You just come home and find your husband like floating sideways. 
<laughs> is this yeah. an Alfonso Cuaron movie? Me, <laughs> <laughs> Britain, twenty thirty-two. I've been taking the fish antibiotics for days, and I now have gills. So I guess I'm trans now. <laughs> <laughs> this is just in's mouth, though. Can, like, can, can, you, can you, people, people showing up to the mermaids charity, being like, "I'm a fucking fish now. Oh, Are you, you're supposed to help me, right?" <laughs> <laughs> the announcement drew criticism from Civil Liberty Group, and just brace yourselves for the name Big Brother Watch. <laughs> um, not an organization sadly founded by Brendan O'Neill. Um, <laughs> director, another great name here, Silky Carmel. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I didn't even notice this when I was putting the notes together. <laughs> Silky Carlo, like a like a minor character from fucking Scarface. That's my that's my friend Silky. You get better than I do. Oh, uh, it's like we got the guy running the criminal ring at the end of an episode of Hawaii Five O. Silky yeah. Carlo. Oh. <laughs> that, that makes my fake my my fake East London gangster wide Reginald sound normal by comparison. <laughs> Basically, yes. What sucks is like this is presumably a perfectly decent and hardworking anti-privacy activist. Well, yeah. pro-privacy activist, and we're just pro-privacy dunking on their name. <laughs> I know, but dude, get a better name. Dude yes. or woman? Well, Silky, I don't know. <laughs> the name like Silky Carlo, we cannot say. No. Um, but anyway, what Silky Carlo said was, any public money spent on this awful plan rather than frontline services would be a breathtaking waste. Healthcare is made inaccessible when trust and privacy is stripped away, and that's what this terrible plan would do. It's a data protection disaster waiting to happen. So what we-, we said, but smarter. Yes, but their name was Dumber, so, you know, who can say if it's good or not? (laughs) Who can say if you're better or not? But would we like to hear what Amazon said in response? Please. Amazon told the Times that it did not share information with third parties, nor does it build a profile on customers. Well, that's Uh, that settled. Yeah. mm. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I can't go wrong. There's no, I can't see any potential problem with that. It's just like putting in your passport number in order to watch porn. I just can't see that information (laughs) ever being used against us. (laughs) Just for verification purposes. Yeah, and that way it can serve you the porn that you like faster, and it can upsell you. Exactly. Um, (laughs) You can be watching porn. You can be watching porn, and someone would be like, "Hey, do you want fries with that?" Yeah. Yeah. Do you? Would you like to supersize this dick? (laughs) Have you considered certain more niche genres, more expensive (laughs) genres? Um, And then I just pulled this line out of the article because it just sounded extremely like. Anyway, the government has set up a unit, NHSX, to boost the use of digital technologies in the health service. Thank like, you. Very cool. But what is like the X supposed X? to stand for? Like the X Games. <laughs> flipping N- over the yeah. NHS. NHS Extreme. Yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> the NHS Unleashed. They just, it's the NHS, but all the branding's in the monster font. <laughs> <laughs> this would ironically be better. Like that's... It's like that, that group Liberty in the early 2000s. You had to change their name to Liberty X because they discovered there was another group called Liberty who were like suing them for the name. Oh, no. Was it yeah. the civil rights group Liberty was suing a girl band? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Hmm. There was Famously, there was the band X from... Los Angeles that were like a punk band from the early 80s and then there also was a, a, like a like a goth metal glam metal band from Japan called X and so in order to be released in America they had to change their name in America to X Japan and it's like <laughs> just in <laughs> case you got fucking mixed up the artist formerly known as Japan um Anyway, so that's that's um that's Matt Hancock's extremely powerful brained idea about how we can all say, um, hey Alexa, why is my dick dripping? Yeah, he's got um, such a beautiful brain. He's just looking at things around him and thinking, what if the NHS was on that? Like, yeah, exactly. He's he's like uh, light side of the force, Black Mirror, where he's just being like, 
What if that, though? What yeah. if your mum was a phone? Would what that if, help somehow? What if your phone was the cops? That would make things really good for policing. Or, and hear me out on this, what if the cops were a phone? <laughs> I just, I have a question. What's the funniest cabinet role that Matt Hancock could get? Because I don't think he's peaked with health. I think a Matt oh, Hancock defense. Secretary of Defense, yes, yeah. would just be outstanding. <laughs> what if your mum was the nuclear deterrent? <laughs> <laughs> what if your nuclear deterrent worked on Alexa? <laughs> Alexa, please nuke Yemen. <laughs> I was going to say, when you get down to it, Trident is a great way to learn about your body. Uh, <laughs> indeed. And it's, 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 it's failings, it's weaknesses, it's susceptibility to radiation poisoning. Mm. You know what? In the long run, that'll make people stronger because the ones who survive the real life <laughs> version of the horrible 1983 movie Threads, in which Britain becomes a nightmare, feudal fucking hell world where everyone all buys in fresh fucking clothes. Yeah. Just black pilled Hancock. I like this. <laughs> <laughs> But that would be an incredible energy, though, because he's so positive, relentlessly positive. Yeah. So Matt and like, getting blackpilled would be like it would just be a completely different personality. He's, yeah. a, he's a kind of guy who probably would get red pilled by accident. Like, <laughs> gosh, what if these mutant raiders were an app? <laughs> I can just imagine gosh, at home, these, like these Stacys and Chads. They don't seem very nice. I can just imagine him at home, like on his like, he's like he's probably one of the only the few guys who still just has like a home computer that everyone uses, and he's like telling his wife like, and this, this is how like, I imagine Windows saying, like, wife, wife, did you not? You know, I, I just found out this amazing fact. Would you like to know this amazing fact? And then Matt Hancock's like exhausted wife is just like, yes, Matt, yeah, or the, and the Alexa would be like, yes, Matt, I would love to hear this amazing fact, and Matt Hancock would go. Did you know that on the day of 9-11, there were certain people that didn't receive emails? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, amazing, Matt isn't it? Hancock's so interesting. amazing family of his wife and the Alexa that agrees with everything he says. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. So I like, sure do yeah. love my wife and Alexa. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this feminism thing really isn't that good an idea. Yeah. I, read, I, just, I, just, I just saw this very compelling video by a young man named, checks notes, Sargon of Akkad. Yeah. <laughs> I love the idea of Matt Hancock reading incel memes, but he prints them out on like a bubble jet printer and just has them like in, on paper. <laughs> just you know, like a just binder like, full of memes. Yeah, he just yeah. He, he doesn't want he doesn't he, he doesn't feel comfortable reading on a screen, so instead he just wants to have a paper copy of them and it's just like, you know, the virgin Chad versus whatever, the virgin versus Chad, etc. I I don't even know the fucking memes anymore. Like this stuff yeah. has become such a dumb joke to the point where it's like I only get it in reference to like the ironic revision well, of it. I don't like, even know what it comes from. I have another trans story because I went for this surgical consultation. This is the only thing I'm talking about now. Um, but they dick cutting, yeah, Getting and they make you at a binder full of photos of pussies of like the. Um, <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yo, where can I get an appointment though? <laughs> no. and, like, literally, it felt like a shit post. That was the energy in the room. Was just <laughs> very serious nurse, just very quite sternly flipping through these laminated pages. What's what, why were they making you flip through the book? Was it like pick the know. one you want, pick the model you want? No, were they like were they like upgrades you could pay for, like to get like you know the pepper heart uh, pussy or like <laughs> just I guess because they think you don't know what it looks like, and they're like, yeah, this is the thing that you're gonna have. And You'd be like, oh, I like this one, but can I get a spoiler on it? <laughs> yeah, just an aftermarket pussy. Like, hi, I'm Jenna Titus, and uh, all you T-girls out there should totally get my pussy. <laughs> well, like, actually, this they, they said that this surgeon was famous for his, quote, neat and tidy vaginas. So, you know, that's something to look <laughs> forward to. Uh, and I will keep the podcast updated, obviously. Wow. Neat On the tightness of your pussy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just asking Alexa about the tightness of... Uh, 
of surgically constructed vaginas. Yeah. We I love mean, it. We yeah. do love it indeed. I mean, I, I, feel, I do feel like, in a way, the awkwardness of the, the discussions that are obviously required around how one goes about gender reassignment surgery, there might be a cohort of doctors in Britain who would be really into the idea of an app that could answer those questions so they don't have to get hot sure. under the collar. Yeah. Or, yeah. But then again, there also might be a rival faction of people who make the binders full of pussies, and they're like, "No, you will not create an app. We will fucking throw our shoes in the machine and jam it up." We will. This is yeah, what it, Mitt Romney it, was talking about. He yeah. was just running a transmit transition clinic. <laughs> um, well, I have to. I have to say, Alice, you have my eternal respect because I think I would genuinely. There's generally like a number of historical wars I would rather fight in than have my penis reconstructed <laughs> into a vagina. Yeah, no, it's it's going to be an experience, but I wanted to share that detail of the binder full of pussies with everyone. Exactly. <laughs> I'm just glad to know there's one that exists. Does yeah. it have like a like a like an old-fashioned library checkout card in the back of it and just stamp <laughs> well, full like, of fucking dates because well, everyone's been checking it one out? Was in black and white, and I don't know if they just did that for the aesthetic or artisan hipster pussy. <laughs> <laughs> House I'm, I'm gonna try and see if they'll put a filter on mine like yeah mm. i need my vagina to be as shot by henri cartier brisson <laughs> underneath is written ceci n'est pas une vagine <laughs> god damn it it's just henri matisse tough <laughs> there's like a picasso vagina that's all fucked up <laughs> god damn it like the, that surgeon's not so good but you know some people say after his death those pussies will be worth loads <laughs> So if you view your pussy as an investment, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Well, this is a very normal episode that we're going yeah, on. Yeah, so just just this just just turned into its own yeah. segment, and Riley people phoning you up like, "Yo, I want to hit that Picasso pussy." <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, um. So we're forty five minutes in, but I'm, this, we've not actually hit the main content yet. <laughs> uh, very good. <laughs> yeah, I'm not apologizing. No, this is trans no. positivity. Trans future, baby. Yeah. Um. So, um, this is a headline from the New York Times, which I believe we've already seen, but let's pretend we haven't. As fresh water grows scarcer, it could become a good investment. Great. Yeah, I love investing. Um, we love to see it. I love how the apocalypse is actually going to make us all richer. Yeah. We're going to be incredibly, like, we're going to be sun-bleached skeletons, but we're going to be in the VIP section. Mm. And that's how they're going to know. They're going to unearth. Future archaeologists are going to unearth us in the VIP box. <laughs> yeah. Also, you know how articles like this they kind of range from like um, deeply evil to just like deeply stupid. This one mm. definitely falls into the deeply stupid category. Um, uh, feast, feast your ears upon this quote: "Water is easy to take for granted. It falls from the sky, <laughs> and though it's vital, we sometimes <laughs> treat it as if it's Stephen worthless." Pinker? I I don't know, but it could be. Um, yet the prospect of shortages in the years ahead could make water a precious commodity. This represents an opportunity for investors. Oh, how do you write that paragraph and then that sentence and not kill yourself? Just, yeah, I mean, well, just wait for what's coming up next. Water scarcity is a global phenomenon, said Andreas M. Frushke. <laughs> no. Portfolio manager of the Allianz GI Global Water Fund. And it's most pronounced in regions with the highest population growth, like the Indian subcontinent and the Middle East. No, the reason why there's water scarcity in the Middle East isn't because of population growth, it's because it's a fucking desert. Yeah, and like one that is becoming more of a desert every day, thanks to us. Incredible. Um, we love it. 
Yeah, we love it. But they're just going to drive the Lamborghinis faster until climate change goes away. Um, <laughs> population growth, climate change, and pollution are disrupting the world's freshwater supplies. The United Nations Environment Programme has predicted that half the globe's population could face severe water stress by 2030. Oh, we're, we're, we're all going to be dead by then. That's fine. Like, um, I, I'm not yeah. worried about this now. 2030? <laughs> Yeah, you're just you're you, all you want is ten good years of using your purse. Yes, and then you'll <laughs> check out. But unironically, yeah. Um, a quirk of this sector is that though water is a commodity, it can't be bought directly in the way that many other commodities can be. <clears throat> it's not a tradable good like oil, so, Mister Frischke said. So we're trying to securitize water. Oh yeah, yeah. and I love that. Then they're, they're coming down on the side of like, but why isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Australia has a water market called Waterfine. <laughs> Australia, famously functional country. An extremely normal country where they call a hot dog a sausage and bread. <laughs> um, but in the United States, betting on the price of water requires buying land that has water rights associated with it. Harvard University's endowment, for example, has bought up California vineyards and thus acquired control of their water rights. That's normal uh, for a university to own vineyards, isn't it? Like across the country. Harvard just being big fancy boys, just being like, well, we just like as a flex, yeah. They're actually yeah. like, uh, all we need is for Riley to have gone to Harvard and they'll be buying up Canadian vineyards. <laughs> the best vineyards in the world. Mm. Um, one way water investments differ from those in some other sectors is their greater exposure to regulatory and political risk. Like no. guillotines. <laughs> Someone guillotined my water table. <laughs> Um, in the developed world, water supplies are often closely regulated, and in the United States, governments are both big customers and potential competitors. I hate when big government takes my water and distributes it to thirsty people. Damn, people people be so thirsty online now. Thirsty <laughs> for my water that I apply that I acquired fair and square. Um and the government uh, in the US, like state governments, can't even do that a lot of the time. Like, yeah, I mean, it's it's it really depends on where you are in the US because I mean, a lot of a lot of water providers are are privatized um, in the US. I mean, the infrastructure may or may not be privatized, but the water itself is you know furnished to you through a company that like is primarily going to be like a publicly traded company or a private company. Um, certainly, I'm trying to flash back in New York what I paid who I paid for my water bill and I can't remember. Um, but I do remember that like, you know It was a fucking guy. It was a fucking guy. You know, I just gave him like uh, this water fell off the back of a truck. <laughs> yeah, you know, you just go down to the water store and you give this guy like a billfold and a yeah, in an envelope and he's like, hey, yo, just just apartment three A. I just need some fucking water. Uh Barone uh, water. <laughs> but yeah, I mean it's it's so so I think that the idea of water competition in some kind of, you know, some Apart sort of market- Apart from a t-shirt contest, which is another thing you can do at the transition clinic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, water, like competition in the water market and such, like that does exist in the sense mm-hmm. that there are corporations and private providers who, you know, you pay to provide access to water in a sense. But it's, I mean, I don't know if, they're, if, if, if their hope here is that they want to privatize water completely to the point where like, you know, you, you the entirety of the supply, the infrastructure for its supply is is going to be privatized. Um, but that's kind of insane. Yeah, they, well, they probably also... don't want to take on those costs. Like, it's easier to like um, make the state do the stuff like you know water. 
processing and you just sell the damn thing. But it's amazing to me too, because I swear to God, like there's going to come a time when, when people are going to like, just as we look at the way that things have shifted back from say like the sixties and seventies in which in most developed countries, uh, higher education was free and it's going to be like actually you know the new the new fucking sensible centrist consensus is going to be like well no one actually deserves access to clean water you have to earn it and it's like the idea that no you know you should just be brand savvy enough to know which water provider is going to be the clean one whereas you don't want that cut rate water provider who has you know gives you water that's has a weird brown tint and it's probably have fracking juices in it or whatever the fuck uh, yeah. The dick sucking factory water is for closers. <laughs> if you want some water, you better have cum in that mouth. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Just uh, accidentally drinking water that's out of network and being billed for it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to, furiously trying to spit it back out. Damn. Uh, well, I love also that the MYT is basically envisaging a um, a future which is literally idiocracy, where like the water is completely deregulated, so it's just Mountain Dew. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, the final par- paragraph of it is particularly cursed. But water wages create ethical quandaries for some investors, said Monica J. Freeman, Director for Investor Engagement, Water at Ceres, a Boston nonprofit. Water's needed for life itself, she said. So if you're jacking up rates, uh, you- you're going, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that's the level we're on. You're going to run into social justice issues. Do you turn off a poor family's water? Of course you do. What a stupid fucking question. <laughs> How on earth would water be a good investment if you weren't going to deny it to poor people? That is literally the natural end point of this entire thing. Do you evict a poor family from their house? Yeah. This is like now in the tone of voice of those piracy adverts, like, you wouldn't steal a handbag. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't download a motorcycle. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think about this too, that you already see access to clean water denied people or be used as a as, as sort of like a, a aspect of privilege in developing countries or like sort of like middle income t- countries uh and so the idea that i mean cuz you know there's places where they have running water for sanitation but like you can't drink it you know and the only the only yeah. way you, you can either you can drink it and get fucking giardia or whatever or you can buy water and that's cuz mm-hmm. cuz tap water is not drinkable um, you don't really have that problem in most places in America, for example, but some places you do now, because like in West Virginia, there's places where yeah. like the fucking tap water will catch fire because oh. it's got all, all all that good fracking <laughs> juice in it. You know, That's, th- yeah, because your tap water is too epic. I it's mean, got too much freedom in it. Yeah, exactly. It's it's the only tap. Elon Musk pays to have West Virginia tap water run out of his taps <laughs> just so the light on fire. Like yeah. <laughs> the fire service showing up at people's houses and just making the fires fall worse <laughs> 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 because the water is flammable. <laughs> They're like, there's nothing in the manual about this, Sarge. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so it's one of those things where you already see access to clean water. I mean, look at look at look at mm. the what the what happened in Flint, Michigan. So the the quick summary version of the whole Flint water crisis is that the state of Michigan facing budget cuts a point or this uh, and the city of Flint which was particularly in debt because of of, of the the erosion of its tax base uh, received an emergency manager who was appointed by the Republican governor so basically an unelected city manager and they decided one big way they were going to save money on on budget budgeting for the city was instead of taking uh, water from the Detroit River. Uh, they were instead just divert. They would, they would use water from the Flint River, but it was way more polluted. And they were like, "Oh, it's fine. We'll just treat it however you need." But the problem is, 
because of how polluted this water was, it caused lead from old lead piping in older homes to leach out. And so their cost-saving thing that they did and that they they enforced with zero democracy on a poor community then gave them water that was like completely poisonous. And it's like that's already happening Normal. in America. Like that's that's that and, and 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 Flint still doesn't have clean water. Like it's still uh, it still tests above the, mm. the, the normal levels. And remind me, Nate, what race are predominantly the people oh, this is course. happening to? Yes, because mm. Flint, Michigan is, pre- is is predominantly black and Hispanic. And so there's some Republican guy at a golf club right now sitting there going <laughs> like, "No, black people can drink lead. It's like a special organ they have." Jesus <laughs> yeah, so it's just one of those things where this uh, you, access to water in America is already uh, clean water, clean drinking water out of the tap is already. Um, mm. The scarcity already is enforced along class and racial lines, yeah. and and I think the thing about this is that, like this, this is just seeing the apocalypse as an investment opportunity. Mm. But we already have things like this. You you have this in countries mm. uh, where tap water is absolutely not drinkable, and then you have it in places in America where if you're poor yeah. or if you live in the rural area or if you live in a city that like is run by horrendous fucking Republican ghouls, you might literally be worsening your health by drinking yeah. tap water. Well, like. Uh, <laughs> As to it being racialized, I for one am excited about like water rights under land being used against indigenous people, which it always fucking is everywhere. Yeah. Um, because those are areas that have been kept underdeveloped and so are yet to be exploited. And also people don't care about the people that live there. So we'll just run a pipeline through there and just like completely fuck your drinking water. So that's that cool. sounds great. Yeah. So I, I remember <laughs> this is this is so funny. I remember it's fucked up, but I remember there being uh, during one of the probably the worst part of like the California droughts in the last say five years. Mm-hmm. There, you people were talking about some of the water issues and the fact that like you know the, the cities were being put under emergency water restriction. And one of I, I want to say I read a comment on like the because Los Angeles Times, if you don't know, has one of the most cursed comment sections of all major American newspapers. It's mm. uniformly insane and reactionary. Because <laughs> it's basically a newspaper that's now written by Google AdWords, isn't it? It's like not really a proper newspaper anymore. Well, I mean, the LA Times has done, they've clawed back a lot of their autonomy by unionizing, uh, okay. but like they were bought by Tronk, the Tribune. As in Jonk in the Tribune, the Chicago Tribune's corporate owner, Tribune Online Content, or Tronk, bought the LA Times and just started gutting it. Like, not only just gutting it, but literally ripping out their like mid century furniture and like installations in their buildings and selling it or like in one case a, a, some senior executive was like i want that conference table and just stole it so needless to say they were mismanaged but the la times is uh mm-hmm. la times's comment section is, is so unbelievably cursed and during one of the t- discussions about like terrible water shortages in california someone's like well you know there is a place that solved all its water problems by using desalinization but it's israel lefties don't like this <laughs> it's like surely that's the fucking takeaway it's like oh, wow. desalinization a thing that's totally benign for the environment and mm. the only reason we don't do it is because the left hates israel so people much people are so afraid about water shortages when what they should really be afraid of is rope tied to fence <laughs> <laughs> so needless to say i mean this is just this debate has gone on for a while but it it, it assumes I guess the thing that freaks me out about it is that like investors getting interested means that someone somewhere Mm. serious enough to fucking have access to investor funds, which may not be a high threshold nowadays because just dumbasses get fucking investors all the time. Bitcoin guys. People people do actually 
they do believe that there's going to be even more money to be made because of water shortages. Yeah. And that freaks us out. And it freaks uh, me out. This is mm. really depressing. And I know you're on your commute, so I'm just going to say this in a kind of Billy Eilish style ASMR voice. <laughs> this is how capitalism is reacting to climate change, finding ways to profit from the apocalypse. A lot of people have already pointed out how dystopian this is, but it's also self-defeating because if they aim to enclose and sell what dwindling water is left, no one is going to solve the underlying issue of the fact that there won't be any water in the end <laughs> and we're all going to die. But on the upside, we will be the richest dead people to have ever lived. But I will have a pussy, so it's all Hell good. yeah. Alice yes. is going to have the best pussy of all time. We've yes. all seen it. She it's going to be great. She picked the best model out of the fucking binder. <laughs> like the Tesla, the Tesla of pussy. And mm. there is, and there is some good. There's one more piece of good news, which is that I have some dessert for us all. Ooh, it's a quick reading series from our absolute favorite boy, James Dellingpole. Yes. Oh. The title is "My Daughter's Gone to Magaluf, and it's hard not to worry." Oh, this should be normal. Ooh. Okay. British British men afraid of their daughters, but also horny for them. He's a boomer. Good genre. He's a dad. Um, at the Leavers Ball held to mark our daughter's last day at boarding school, there were only two topics of conversation among the anxious parents. How early could we decently slope off without being rebuked by our girls? And the dreaded Leavers trip to Magaluf. Wait, wait, hold up. The first paragraph, he's like, I sent this kid to boarding school because I didn't want to see her. And it... On her leavers ball, I'm trying to leave early, but how dare she go to Spain? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, you know, in Spain they have all those, like, swarthy Lotharios. That's true, yeah. <laughs> she could be sold into, like, white slavery or whatever. Yeah. They're, just, they're interested in getting under the petticoats of young Northern European <laughs> girls and defiling their innocence. Um it gets better. Magaluf, Shagaloof as the kids call it, is the post-A-levels destination of choice for what seems like every school leaver in the country. If you've seen the Inbetweeners movie, which I have Oh my god, you'll know what That's it's so like. That's so topical, did he, did, yeah. Did he, write, did he write this article, like, recently? Yeah. He's like, I, I love the idea this that is he such has, a two, like... This is such a 2009 article. Yeah. Mm. He has, like, a young person, but the young person is actually, like, 35 years old who sits in the office with him, and he's like, oh, tell, tell me something young. And he's like, oh, the Inbetweeners movie, good, good. I won't <laughs> Google that. Right. Because uh, the, 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 the final Inbetweeners movie came out in 2010, right? Something yeah. like that. Mm. Still technically this decade. Yeah, still technically this decade. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I my bet. theory is either that he's only just got around to watching it. Yeah. Um... Or, because, like, these venues, these places have always been really popular among mm. school leavers, right? And mm, the warnings yeah. are, and, but in, like, in many ways, Ibiza and Corfu and all these places have kind of gotten, they've gotten a lot safer because of basically Brits who have trashed the place. Yeah. Right? So it's, like, not even that much of a, it, it's not really that much of an issue anymore. And I also think that, like, not a lot of people who are school leavers are, like, care that much about going on like a massive they're just like, going there to play holiday. Fortnite. There's right a big Fortnite competition <laughs> in um well so just a quick note on the inbetweeners movie which is i've only ever seen the inbetweeners movie once when i was made to watch it by my girlfriend at the time who's the only girlfriend i've ever had who to my knowledge has cheated on me who said you have to watch it because it's really funny it was not folks <laughs> it was not <laughs> it was all right um, it was okay yeah, yeah. um anyway um 
You'll know what it's like. Charmless, garish avenues of overpriced bars and clubs with pushy greeters, expensive party cruises, grotesque drunkenness, epic hangovers, <laughs> bah, 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 <laughs> sunburn, STDs, and gallons of vomit. Yeah, all things Welcome that we to don't... Welcome the Studio. <laughs> all things that we don't have in Britain. <laughs> Absolutely not. I like the idea that... I mean, it wouldn't be gallons of vomit, would it? It's the continent. It would be litres of vomit. Oh, that's true. Huh. Um, uh, anyway, James continues... Quite how much Shagaloof lives up to its nickname, I don't know, because I've never had sex. <laughs> and, and I don't want to know. Yeah, that's right. I went to a different school. I met her on holiday. Um, perhaps I'd feel differently, brackets, if I'd ever had sex, if boy were going. Because he refers to his son as boy with a capital B. Um, um, that's, that's, is that horny? That seems horny to me. His he's, large he's adult probably son. probably quite horny. Mm. Possibly I'd expect photos of all his conquests. Oh, that's definitely Gibraltar. Yep, uh, uh, yeah, expect photos of all his conquests, plus a short blog including where they were educated and their father's net worth. What? This is, is honestly, this, this is like me doing Brendan O'Neill, but for James Dellingpole. Like, this is what I would write if you were like, what is the dumbest thing James Dellingpole would write? What is the opposite of an Oedipus complex where you want to, like, be your son and also have sex with your son and also kill your son? Mm. You want like the movie Gamer, but where like Gerard Butler is your son and you're controlling him <laughs> using a PlayStation controller, but just using him to like fuck nubile chicks in Magaloo <laughs> who are called things like Tracy. Mm. Um, uh, but with daughters, it's different. <laughs> oh, don't you know that it's different for girls? The very last thing you want to imagine is buff but brainless lads with waxed bum cheeks like the ones on Love Island, even so much as making eye contact with that darling piece of vir virginal beauty and perfection you sired 18 years ago. Uh, hello, I don't know, James. Police. It sounds a lot like you've been imagining it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. That's, 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 what oh, a sentence. No. What a oh, sentence. I, I, I don't like this. Waxed bum cheeks. Who, who does that? Who does that? Darling piece of virginal beauty that you science <laughs> like a horse. I was going <laughs> to say the exact same thing. I'm like, I hate it when my horse goes to Spain and dudes fuck her. <laughs> Pictures of horses Waxed, having dude. sex. <laughs> Wait, when he says when he says wax, does he mean like waxed as in like hairless, or does he mean waxed as in like buffed up with turtle wax so they're all shiny? Because <laughs> that's what I was imagining. Mm. If you could, you'd be out there with a shotgun, sitting with all your fellow dads on the doorstep of the girls' apartment of an evening, counting them all out and counting them all in. They can still fuck. Just because you've counted them. Anyway, um, or if you're really brave, you do what one of the dads dared do and refuse permission to let her go. Whoa. Oh, damn. damn. Owned. Whoa. He'd be cancelled. That was never a likely option with me, though. First, I'm a soft touch. Girl has only to bat her eyelashes oh, at me God. to get whatever she wants. Don't call them capital girl and boy. That's so... Oh, Maybe what? that's what they're actually named. They, they, mm. I mean, you've got to realise that... You should have I mean, used that naming service. <laughs> that... You don't want to form too strong of attachments to children when you they've been living in the basement under padlock their entire lives. <laughs> he just called them girl and boy. Yeah, okay? he has a very trad attitude where you had to be like that to your children because most of them mm. were going to die of typhus. Exactly. You couldn't get too attached. Um, secondly, she has earned it. Unlike her two <laughs> indolent cruising brothers, are they cruising for baby? Um, she worked incredibly hard for her A levels, rising at seven a.m. every day and putting in a good eight or nine hours of solid revision. Uh, thirdly, it will give her some of the vital life training she didn't get at school. My daughters are fucking nerds. 
Look, what a what Chel- a paragraph. Cheltenham Ladies College does a lot of things for the for the girls in their care, but it does not fuck them. <laughs> it does not give them a right royal rogering. That is what women need to understand how the world works. <laughs> while I'm not necessarily, I mean, it, literally, you joke, but while I'm not necessarily complaining about the caring, nurturing environment she enjoyed at Malvern, I love that he bothers to name the school. Just to make it really clear. I th- but isn't that also a kind of bottled water? Um, I do think that now more than ever, kids leave private schools somewhat ill-prepared for the vileness, rapacity, and dog-eat-dog brutality of the real world beyond. You what? £200,000 a year from writing this kind of shit in a newspaper! Okay. What on earth do you know about the dog-eat-dog brutality of the world? You're a smooth-brained idiot who has had a life that's just been paved Look, with gold you, and people telling you what a special boy you are. Have you ever, have you ever been been called entitled when you're out in public before which as we know is a sl- it, just like turf is a slur he literally thinks that like he, like being owned online is like the auschwitz of yeah. today like and, and he would not schools. be and he would not be the only person to think that private no. schools famously not a hive of vileness rapacity or like dog eat dog brutality ever no. Alice, Alice and I, having both been to private schools, yes. neither of us have ever experienced any kind yeah. of brutality. <laughs> we both or... became extremely normal, and that's why we do a <laughs> podcast about cum. Exactly. I mean, he, look, they might have learned about dog-eat-dog nature, but did they learn about dog-fucking-dog in pictures <laughs> when searching on Twitter? If not, maybe they aren't prepared for I mean, the world. You have to go to Winchester for that kind of thing. <laughs> this is this, this is now the private school chat. This is this U- UK private school podcast. That's boy yeah. fuck vegetables culture. Um, <laughs> anyway, it's all very well constantly being reassured how valuable you are as a person. Again, the private school experience. Yeah, how meaningful your feelings are. Mm, how dreadful bullying is. Mm, how incredibly fabulous it is if you're gay. <laughs> mm, no homophobia at private schools. Let's not pull on that thread. Um, but none of this is much defense against having your cocktail spiked with rehypnol or being molested and filmed by Germans. <laughs> Germans! <laughs> put that in scare quotes. Wait, Germans is in scare quotes? <laughs> these, these Germans asked me if I was new in town and asked me if I liked dick, to which I replied, yes, I enjoyed the music I mean, of probably, Cliff probably, Richard. Probably, Before I knew it, I was being posted online in obscene videos. I mean, he probably fake still refers to Germans as Bavarians. Yeah, yeah. Fake, fake taxi, but instead it's fake Germans. It's just Rocco's doing that. <laughs> so, has he seen Brits abroad? Like Brit- mm-hmm. British men abroad? Apparently not. Apparently, like the greatest, like part, like the whole reason why Ibiza and all these places have these reputations is because British men go and like basically trash the place over like one week, two weeks. Like the in between is the second in between is film when they went on the lads' holiday is a is a bad mm-hmm. film. But the yeah. one thing they did get right was kind of how British people act in places like that. Mm. Well, I'm where still they do like just on... openly shit in hotels and like yeah. hotel floors and stuff. Yeah. I'm I'm still stuck on German neoliberal Rocco Sofredi though. You girls mm. like modern monetary theory? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, you girls from Greece? Um, uh, it, it, unfortunately, James continues, to survive such things, you need the one thing they don't teach you at £40,000 a year public schools. How to talk to girls? No. Street wisdom. <laughs> Street wisdom. <laughs> 
So you could argue that, uh, that far from being a gigantic neon lit toilet by the med littered with used condoms, pools of puke and rutting teens. <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> it's it's uh, James Blunt's house. Uh, Shagaloof <laughs> is in fact an unfairly maligned cross between a safe space and a finishing school. Damn, we are now mm. about to witness the strength of street knowledge. Uh, <laughs> it's a safe space because even though it's pretty rough and leery and basic, it's a well-trodden destination swarming with nicely brought up kids who seem to understand the fundamental rule that you don't abandon yeah, your mates Yeah, the ones who can extremists. fucking afford to go. Like, those are the ones who can afford to go and, like, fuck up hotels and stuff and, like, not have mm. to worry about paying for it. Damn. Well, I'm sure that James Dellingpole's children aren't like that. <laughs> and it's a finishing school because, as with young wildebeest separated oh, from Christ. their parents, a, a brilliant start to any analogy. <laughs> On their first Serengeti migration river crossing, it's the moment when they have to learn to deal with crocodiles. German <laughs> Rocco Sofredi. Yeah, the, the by which I presume he means yeah. cheap Class A drugs. Mm. Um, the danger is real, as we know from the papers. But like live ammunition training exercises, it concentrates the mind. Literally, what? they all wish they'd been in World War Two. That is what it all comes down to. You know what's funny is that live live ammunition training exercises don't really concentrate the mind. You're just really relieved to get them over with because you've rehearsed them a hundred times where they let you fucking use real bullets. Mm. They're really boring, actually. Uh-huh. But hey, what would I know? I was just in the army. I wasn't some fucking dumbass fucking two hundred thousand year dad. They won't let us. They won't let our soldiers kill the Taliban with real bullets anymore because of health and safety. Goddamn bureaucrats. <laughs> in Brussels. Um, girl knew all about the threat, or so she cheerfully informed us in one of her daily bulletins on the family WhatsApp groups. <clears throat> so she's also a snitch, is what you're telling me. Yeah, she's damn, She's getting stitches, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> Such drunken texts, often with incomprehensible stories and drunken videos, can be upsetting to receive in the small hours. So far, we've had our girls lining up in a doctor's surgery. Why? They never explained. <laughs> one of Because Alexa wouldn't give them the answers. Um <laughs> One of our girls laughing with blood pouring out of her mouth. Okay, this is getting quite um, Blair Witch This is like getting quite dark now. Um, mm. Wild antics on a booze cruise. I find it best not to look at these too closely. <laughs> Perhaps I'm naive, but I like to tell myself that it's all very innocent, really, and that they don't do it to upset us. A bit like I used to try and do with my parents when, age 19, I wrote them long, harrowing letters from my narrow brushes with death and the various hideous diseases I'd caught at Eton College, uh-huh. no, while overlanding <laughs> across Africa. <laughs> I love that, like, James Dellingpole's youth is, like, heart of darkness, apparently. <laughs> yes. James, James Dellingpole, it's like, well, you know, these kids nowadays, they can go to Magaluf. Back in my day, we just had to join the Rhodesian Light Infantry. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Kurtz, he googling pictures of dogs having sex. Yeah. He just, like, when he thinks of Brits abroad, he's imagining pith helmets. Mm. Um, Wait, wasn't there a paragraph in this where he talks about how Magaluf is, like, turning your kids gay or something? I vaguely remember. No, he just said something to the effect of, of that, like in boarding school, they're told that being gay is good or something like that. And that oh yeah, and that's boarding that's school. not the real world. <laughs> yeah, damn, boarding school, a place where there's no homophobia, as we previously covered. <laughs> Still, with any luck, it's just a passing phase. I've been particularly reassured by stories about how hideous it is sharing an apartment with rancid schoolmates and no air conditioning. <laughs> All we need Normal. now is a family trip to some five-star Mediterranean resort, like Dad invariably wangles every summer for one of his newspaper articles. <laughs> <laughs> Just telling and, on yourself. Exactly. And the desire to go anywhere as horrible as Shagaloof will be extinguished permanently. And she can get on the grift, on the gravy mm. train that I've been on, for getting paid to write these fucking awful columns. Amazing. I mean, he, he, he would much rather his daughter doesn't go, doesn't hang out in Ibiza, where there are lots of, um, of uh, and something that he fears very much of working class 
young yeah. men from the north and would rather go to a private villa in the Mediterranean where his friends can instead ogle his daughter instead. Yeah, exactly. pri- private say, villas in the Mediterranean where nothing bad has ever my happened. My good friend Jeffrey's <laughs> private, <laughs> the safe resort. As my daughter is, is, is going to learn one way or the other, the safest place to holiday is international waters. <laughs> <laughs> He's wait. He is he is the guy running the relocate to Romania pro Brexit account, <laughs> advocating escaping the EU by moving to Romania, where you can you can buy a, like a falling down shack in rural Romania, where there will be no people to fuck your daughter because it's a hundred miles from the nearest town. Well, even he said, but even even he said the properties that he was selling, some of them had quote quote unquote the gypsy problem. So <laughs> oh, even, yeah. then, even then. damn, seal seal your daughter in a concrete sarcophagus <laughs> where no one can fuck her. Josef Fritzl. <laughs> no, no, he would never seal his daughter away from himself. <laughs> oh, fuck. Fritzl's not that dumb. So is that is it the end of uh, of James Dellingpole's nightmare? That, that is the end. <laughs> That is the end of the... Of, well, it, unfortunately, it's not the end of James Dellingpole's career. I'm sure that's going to go on for some time yet. Mm. But, um, you know. Well, I feel like that's it then, isn't it? I mean... Having a normal one. Yeah. Well, folks, don't forget to buy t-shirts, subscribe to the Patreon, come to the various live shows, come to Flip my preview through. on Thursday. Yeah. Give, give us money so that we too can go to international ho- yeah. international waters for a very much deserved <laughs> remember break. To, remember to flip through the binder of pussies. And... Yeah, subscribe to Alice's private snap yeah. if you want to see excess <laughs> from the pussy binder. <laughs> flip through the binder of pussies of life. Exactly. <laughs> Well, exactly. I suppose that's it for everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, once mm. again, as we've previously mentioned, please sign up for the Patreon if you want more episodes like this. Don't worry, Riley will be back soon. He'll be he's currently he's on his way back from Shagaloo. What a beautiful, what a beautiful experience. What a beautiful, and what a beautiful way to end the show. Absolutely. What a beautiful way to end the show, indeed. Um, yeah. From our from our fucked up family to yours, from our basement to yours. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you indeed. next week. Don't forget to yep. go out and get yourself a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Thank you.